Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're the head on the spear. You're the nail on the cross. You're the fly in my bill. You're the key that got lost. You're the letter from Jesus on the bathroom wall. Your mother's superior with only a bra. You're the same, you're the same, you're the same. Got a bad as me. You're the same, got a bad as me. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Uh, my name is Lou Lombardi, a.k.a. Ludini, and sitting next to me, uh, after a bit of a hiatus, is the lovely and talented uh, Miss Katie Simone. Hiatus. Did you say um, hiatus or hi a? Never mind. I said hi anus. Hi anus. <laughs> did you see? Um, did you ever see? Did you see the movie The Interview? Yes. Well, do you remember when when he says they hate us because they ain't us? What are you <laughs> yeah. talking about anus? <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. But I like dumb movies like that. Apparently, um, they're going to do a, uh, because they didn't do any, like, the canceled because they were afraid, which is total BS. They were afraid of, like, reprisals or something from North Korea. So they didn't, like, do any promotion for the movie. They didn't do any interviews or anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, but they did, they did do a town hall. And I guess Sirius is going to play it on Raw Dog or one of the comedy stations this week because it's like the anniversary of that or something. So oh. <clears throat> it should be interesting. But uh, anyways, you are listening to Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Website's LudiniRockandRollCircus.com. Uh, you want to check there. We do a lot of interviews and stuff like that. Every week there's a new music podcast. <clears throat> Katie is back for a while. It's good to have her back. I haven't uh, haven't seen her in a little bit here, so we're going to find out what she's been up to and all her exciting adventures. If I can remember. <laughs> it's been a blur. <laughs> it has. Um, I'd like to thank our sponsor real quick, Positively Pittsburgh Live Magazine. That is pplmag.com. Uh, Pittsburgh's first internet, radio, TV network, online community magazine, and business directory. There's a lot of great articles, uh, audio and video there. There's even coupons. There's all kind of cool businesses. Um, this is a place where you go to get a lot of great content on a wide variety of subjects. A lot of uh, uh, people who are experts in their field <clears throat> do things like podcasts and video casts and stuff like that. A lot of articles. So it's very cool. Uh, if you have something you'd like to share with the world, it's a cool place to uh, be seen by about a million unique visitors each month. So you want to check that out. That's Positively Pittsburgh Live Magazine, pplmag.com. And Katie, if, uh, have you ever heard the band Blues Pills? I have. I <laughs> actually have, and I really like them a lot. And I, yeah, I, that's why I picked them this week. I thought this is uh, something I think, uh, you know, when I actually, this girl's voice really kind of reminds me of some of some of the stuff you do. So, oh, uh, <laughs> cool. Yeah, cool, cool, man. <laughs> All right, this is Blues Pills, High Class Woman on the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus.
Okay, that is Blues Pills High Class Woman. Katie, are you a high class woman? Um, who, who's asking? <laughs> the, the world wants to know. That's uh, EU. So they are some kind of European nonsense. So look, if it's not American, it's crap, right? <laughs> no, no, they're a great band. Really enjoyed them. Uh, I had a guy uh, that comes into my other business all the time, you know, always like Blues Pills. You got to check out Blues Pills. <clears throat> He's been telling me for like two years and... Um, I'm, I've been like on a search. I've been building the database on my Napster uh, with finding, like, trying to find like really good, like heavy, like grooving bands mm-hmm. that, you know, that are still have good melodic vocals and, you know, <clears throat> and uh, they, I was like just leapfrogging around like you do. And they came up as a recommendation after finding something. I was like, oh, blues pills. And I finally listened to them and I was really impressed with them. So hope you guys dig them. Uh, they, you know, as far as to my knowledge, you know, no, they're not getting any kind of uh, <laughs> airplay effect. I'm not, I'm not even sure that the uh, independent radio station uh, in Pittsburgh is playing them yeah. at all. I, How did you hear them? I heard of them. Um, actually, it was one of those things that kind of happened on like Facebook. Like, you know, you get those ads, like suggested page, oh, okay. the blues pills. And I checked it out and like. I just thought they looked cool. Like, you know, like like the chick had that, like, kind of like that late 60s kind of, you know, just sort of like hate Ashbury look going yeah. on. I'm like, oh, well, this is kind of neat. And then I checked them out. Oh, wait, I, they actually don't suck. That's cool. So. <laughs> well, not sucking is important. It's very important, though. I, I really like them a lot. And yes. I don't like anything, so. <laughs> you don't want Katie to review your album. Sucks, <laughs> I'm kidding. Sucks, yeah, it sucks. sucks, uh, sucks no, sucks. next. Next. You know, you should be on the next. Needs round more Ameri- reverb. Next, next round of American Idol. <laughs> right. You sit there, thumbs down yeah. the whole time. <laughs> Get off the stage. Where's the cane? Where's the cane? Where's the gong? <laughs> no, it's not that I don't like anything. It's just I've become more and more selective lately. Lately, just lately. Lately. Uh, Over the last uh, twenty-six years <laughs> of my life. <laughs> I mean, so. What have you? So what's been going on? You, we, you and I both been ill. Yes, we have. We've been down with the sickness. <laughs> so how was that? What's that like when you? Because you're a professional musician. Like, what do you do? <laughs> um, I cry a lot, <laughs> and I whimper, and I and I I bitch and moan because I don't want to have to do a gig. Now, um, I've been, um, you know, dealing with like a, I have like a deviated septum, so I get like. Sinus infections a lot. Oh yeah, somebody like, asked hardcore. me. Hardcore. Yeah, because I was I had problems with that too. And uh, mm-hmm. somebody asked me, "Do you have a deviated septum? How do you know that your septum has been deviant?" Um. Well, I mean, it's my septum, so of course it's going to be deviant. <laughs> no, I went to a doctor and he's like, "You have a deviated septum." I'm like, "Okay, cool." But um, cool. <laughs> yeah, is, sweet. I mean, is, does that like is it like something that happens as a result? See, I never got any clarification <clears throat> on that. Is that something that happens as a result of an accident or something? Or I mean, mine's always just been like you like, never got smacked in the face or fell down. Or I'm, on your I I was or, told I, I was told that I wasn't allowed to tell anybody about the face smacking <laughs> incidents. But um, no. <coughs> I mean, I've had she issues. Has a face slapping fetish, and uh... I have a lot of people who like to hit me in the face. I'm kidding. No, I don't. That's horrible. That's not even. That's not even right to joke around about it. Oh no, no, but definitely it's... you should joke around about. It. <laughs> you know, there's a fetish for everything. Yeah, exactly. There's a. Do you ever got a clips for sale? No. There's like, I mean, you can't imagine. There's people that are into farting. Oh yeah, there's people that are into, into like everything. So there's got to be, and I know that I don't ask me how I know this, but I know that there are men 
there's sites where, or, or you know, where men like to be slapped by women. Uh, uh-huh. So I can't, I can't imagine why it wouldn't be there wouldn't be the other way around. But that looks seems like the most ugly thing you would want. I wouldn't want to look at a one guy slapping a woman in the face. No, I mean I I <laughs> may or really I may or may not have a. Uh, smacked one of my bandmates in the ass with an XLR cable the other nice. night. I was drunk, though, and he said something stupid. So, But anyway. Uh, and uh, Katie will be uh, <laughs> at, uh, has available for domination. Exactly. <laughs> Times are hard. The gigs aren't as uh, plentiful as they once were. So, anyway. Um, so, what, so, when you're sick, okay, and you're not feeling well, mm-hmm. and you look at the set list, what songs go? do you go like, oh, no, do I... Really? Do I have to <laughs> sing that? Um, anything that's like really, really belty, like, like <clears throat> there's, there's belty, like I'm, t- I'm talking like bluesy belty, like anything like that. I'm like, ah, oh. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, ah, oh, f word. Ah, oh, f word. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I mouthed it. I didn't say it. But um, Tom and I do that X's and O's song. You know what I'm uh, talking yeah, yeah. about? So that's, that's, that's a tough one. Yeah, like I just there's just it's just there's something about that too, man. The phrasing and it's just like if you're not belting it, you know, you're not really putting your gut into it. It just sounds stupid. It sounds like a dumb little pop song, which it kind of is. But I mean, you know, yeah. put a little grit into it. It's cooler. But um, I don't know. Like um, I did a gig with the disco band the other night with Dancing Queen, and um, I mean that's all just belting just like just like up at the top of my range the thing that i yeah um (laughs) luckily the uh, band leader he let me uh, take a break during um september by earth wind and fire because i always do the really high backgrounds on that i'm like no mm -mm, mm -mm, not gonna happen today (laughs) so earth wind and fire great band i love earth wind and fire yeah that's not my favorite earth wind and fire song but i still i still love me whatever yeah but yeah, that yeah. I mean, I don't know. There's, I mean, you know, you, you studied with the same person I study with, so I mean, you know, Beth taught us lots of little coping mechanisms when you're sick. So I've I've learned how to deal with it a lot better than used to. But yeah. it, it still sucks though. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I had a I had a I had a couple of gigs like that with Strange Love where you know I was like how I mean I'm like I was in the like. You know the cold. The cold starts, and then you get in the middle of it, where you're just like sneezing, yep. and you're, you know, you know, and like that was Saturday, and we had to play the gig, and I'm like, how am I going to do this? Yep. You know, but I got on stage and I started sweating and everything, and that kind of helped. And like, I made sure I did stuff like hot water with lemon, and I ate chicken soup. Uh huh. You know what I mean? So I kind of, I didn't, drink, I didn't drink any alcohol. Uh, but I, I'm not good at doing you know, that. I, I know it's hard not to. It's really hard, guys. If you're playing in a bar. <laughs> Like you're around alcohol, and it's really a very almost everybody drinks. I mean, mm-hmm. we work with some people that don't. Like Gary d- uh, doesn't drink, uh, but uh, almost everybody. Does everybody in um, uh, Ridgemont High drink? Um, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just pretty like, much. I mean, like yeah. honestly, like I, I Tom don't drinks. I mean, uh, you know, yeah. No, no. <laughs> but um, on, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I don't really drink a lot on gigs. However, if it's free. I have a hard time saying no of because course. we were discussing this earlier. That doesn't happen very often. No. When you, you play it, you, you know, I you have know. to fight tooth and nail to get your guarantee, you know, of what you're going to get paid that night. And if, oh my God, they're giving you free beer and it's good beer and it's not like natty ice <laughs> or anything like that. It's like, holy hell. Okay. Hey, <laughs> give me an icy light. <laughs> yeah. An icy light. 
You're too young to remember that commercial. I, I am. <sighs> it just went right over my head. Oh, my goodness. You know what? <clears throat> uh, I was uh, looking for some, like, different stuff to do mm-hmm. uh, this time. So uh, check this out. I found this website called uh, weirduniverse.net. Um, and it turns out, Katie, that even baking soda is dangerous. Uh, almost all law enforcement agencies in America use the Scott Regent field test when they discover powder that looks like cocaine, okay? Okay. Uh, but but the several uh, agencies that have actually conducted tests for false positives, so there are false positives, say they happen, they happen about half the time. So that's pretty high where they think, you know, you have some kind of, you could have just gone to Dunkin' Donuts or something. And they could be, they could like nab you for uh, doing coke. And in October, the latest victims, a husband and wife, truck drivers with spotless records and Pentagon clearances, were finally released after 75 days in jail awaiting trial for baking soda that tested positive three times by Arkansas troopers, but eventually negative by, uh, by the state crime lab. Um, <clears throat> it's Arkansas, though. I mean, like. How, how bright well, are they? Well, the reason they use this test because the only <laughs> test only costs $2. Uh, truck drivers had to struggle to get their truck back and are still fighting to be uh, cleared uh, to drive because um, uh, they were driving military explosives. <clears throat> I mean, what a total crazy, uh, you know, thing. Now, it was, now, check this out. There's a... Uh, uh, oh, where's the... Okay, check this out. Look, first of all... How would you say that word? The Schlitterbahn. 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 The Schlitterbahn Water Park in Kansas uh, City, Kansas, got the message in November and shut down the <coughs> world's tallest water slide. 17-story water slide. I heard about that. Okay, mm-hmm. after the neck injury and death of a 10-year-old rider in August. Could you That's not that? funny, Lou. It's not funny, but I mean, it's like 17, really? Who puts their kid on the 17-story water slide? Did they, I mean, like... I no, I mean I agree. Like that's ridiculous. But like, what? There had to be some kind of release that people sign whenever they go on that. Like we're not responsible yeah, well, if your kid not, dies. I know, I know. They don't say it here, but uh, but uh, comparably, altitude obsessed architects in te- in Tokyo said in November that they were moving ahead with proposals for Tokyo twenty forty five to include a one mile high residential complex twice as tall as the currently highest skyscraper. A spokesperson for the principal architects, uh, Cohen Peters. Fox said uh, he realizes that coastal Tokyo, currently in earthquake, typhoon, and tsunami zones, would present a climate challenge, uh, climate change challenge, uh, to, uh, to put it mildly, especially since the building would be built on land once reclaimed uh, from the Tokyo Bay. Oh, I mean, that sounds sake. freaking scary. Yeah. I mean, they have all kind of problems over there with all kind of crazy yep. earthquakes and stuff. What's mm-hmm. the matter with people? Uh, I've, you know, I've stopped asking that question because there's just a lot wrong with people. <laughs> oh my goodness. Why don't, why don't you, why don't you tell them about how to tell, uh, if you're too drunk? Um, me personally? Or... <laughs> <laughs> oh no, there's like, okay, so there's a field guide here. Okay. So blah, 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 blah. On November 16th, Richard Russin, age 34 was charged with a DUI in St. Charles, Illinois, after he drove off a street going airborne, hitting close to the top of one house, rebounding off another, uprooting <laughs> a tree, sending it onto a roof, and knocking out electricity to the neighborhood <laughs> when the car clipped a utility oh pole guide wire, and his car landed upside down in a driveway. He was hospitalized. You think? Jeez. Oh, my God. 
Oh, my God. Uh, Alan uh, Johnson Sr. of Marion, Connecticut, was driving a tractor trailer up uh, Interstate 89 near uh, Wilston, Vermont, on November 2nd at 63 miles an hour when he when state police said he apparently tried to stand up in the cab in order to change his pants. What? <laughs> Enabling the rig to roll over. Johnson registered a .209 blood alcohol. It was uh, 9.30 a.m. <laughs> He wow. got started early. <laughs> you know, I'm never going to feel bad about about day drinking ever again. Oh, my goodness gracious. Oh, wow. Um, anyway, so we'll, maybe we'll do a couple more of those later. Let's play another band. Um, this is a band that, again, I, I discovered on YouTube through listening to... I was listening to Blues Pills, mm-hmm. and then these guys popped up. This is a band called Cadaver, K-A-D-A-V-A-R. Uh, their album is called Abracadaver, um, Doomsday, ma- Doomsday Machine uh, on the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Check them out.
Alright, that is Cadaver. I just want to say it like that. They're not really that like heavy metal. They're more like a sort of Sabbath. I was I was saying Katie is like, you know, oh, somebody found their mo- mommy and daddy Sabbath album. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> That's cadaver.com, K-A-D-A-V-A-R.com. And check them out. I mean, this is this stuff is just too cool to be on corporate media. So uh, like the Clear Channel isn't going to touch this. This it's not crap. <clears throat> not going to touch this music. So you know this is why I come to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus, and uh, we're going to close out with Diamonds. I don't think have I played Diamonds for you yet. I don't think so. Uh, I think it, Diamonds is a cool, uh, a female fronted, another female fronted band. It seems like the girls are really the real rockers nowadays. I don't know what's going on out there, guys, but you better get your crap together because the girls are <laughs> kicking your asses. <clears throat> but uh, it's time we're going to go ahead and do a little bit of what's go- what happened this day. Uh, uh, December the 10th uh, in uh, in the history of music and um, the first thing we got is the Beach Boys you guys remember the Beach Boys I think I've heard of them yeah, before I've heard of them but uh, they went to number one in the US singles charts with good vibrations I'm digging up good vibrations you know those great harmonies mm-hmm. and as a child um uh, the group's uh, third number one, uh, third U.S. number one. As a child, uh, his mother told him that uh, that dog songs, dogs could pick up vibrations from people, so the dog would bark at bad vibrations. Wilson turned this into a general idea for the song, so that's where. So thanks to uh, Mama Wilson, <laughs> we have good, 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 good vibration. That's a, that, that's the country version. Mm-hmm. That's the Luke Bryan version. Yeah, Luke, Luke, Brian. Hey, you know, I heard a really good band. Speaking of country, have you ever heard a band called the Brothers Landreth? I think so. They're like Sounds they wanted, familiar. They wanted they, they, under, they wanted a, a Juno, which is the uh, <laughs> this is so funny. They want a Juno, which is like you know what the Juno is. It's the uh, Canadian Grammy. Uh huh. Okay, and it's funny because all these bands that win Junos. They're way cooler than all the American acts that win Grammys. Like, like uh, can. It, <laughs> Anyways, so this band is very, very cool, but it's like they they're they have a like kind of like southern rock country, alt country kind of sound uh-huh. that's like way cooler than like what we have. You know what I mean? Like like I like we're pushing Luke Bryan we, you know, they're playing the Brothers Landreth, which is like you're playing these songs that are just like rip your heart out, this beautiful stuff. It's unbelievable. I mean it's incredible. Country music in the United States anymore. It's not con- it's not country music. It's southern rock. It's just you know that's what it is. It's just southern rock. There's it's nothing. not even like good. So it, and it's, it's not even good. Bad rock with a fiddle. Exactly. It's just it's <laughs> it's garbage. It's just a bunch of it's garbage. It's filthy garbage. I, I won't even let them wipe my bum with it. Exactly. I mean, you know, you get a couple people to kind of sneak through the surface here and there that do some cool things. But, I mean, for the most part, what's being played on? Again, on any radio station. But there's this whole movement <clears throat> towards, like, this bro sound. Oh, yeah. It's... And even, like, I, I reviewed, uh, recently reviewed an album for Blues Rock Review. And it's a blues artist who I won't say their name. But he's got kind of like, he's like bro blues. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's just like that's you know, horrible. Yeah, you know what that's I mean. That's a terrible, terrible. Yeah, so I mean, like, 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 if this guy, like, I was telling Sue, like, I don't want to say his name because he's like good, and I don't really want to put him down or anything. But like, if he walked into, came into our bar on Wednesday night and got up and played, everybody would think he was Jimi Hendrix. But like, when you like listen to like two or three of his, you know, pretty soon it's kind of like okay, you know what I mean? It's just like it just like uh, speaking of great blues albums. If you're the New Stones. 
I haven't. I'm telling you, Katie, you have to hear it. I will. This is the I'll, best I'll... blues album of the last five, maybe ten years. It is a blues album. It is not blues rock. Mm-hmm. It is not like there's no like uh, country Americana. It isn't a, like a the Stones doing the Stones thing. Yeah, it's like they sat down and they did superbly pro- produced exactly like it should be. Everything. It's just a great. Blues I mean, I've album. heard the the the, the lead single. Um, <clears throat> it's really good. You yeah, should hear just the record. Your fool, just, but yeah, I'll check it out. It's really. I've been. I, I'll be honest with you. I have been so anti blues for the last couple months. I'm just so over it. I'm over <laughs> the blues. Over it, yeah. I just. It's just. It's. Well, it I'm, had its moment for me, but I mean, it's the Stones. I'll check it out. Yeah. Out well, I'm telling you, like, it, I'm not. I'm the same kind of way too. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of like over the blues too because yeah. I think you and I like know a lot of the same people and mm-hmm. different things. But this record is like really good. Yeah, like, you know, like it's well, like. I mean, I always appreciate like the really authentic stuff. I mean, like you know, I'm never gonna if you know, I'm never gonna turn down like an R.L. Burnside record or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah. Um, well, speaking of uh, soul and blues, why don't you tell us uh, tell Aww. them about 1967? That was, a, that was a good year, except I was born that year and this guy died. <laughs> hmm. 1967, Otis Redding was killed in a plane crash at the age of 26. Same age as me, holy hell. Otis Redding and his band had made an appearance in Cleveland, Ohio on the local upbeat television show the previous day. So that just goes to say that nothing good ever happens in Ohio, especially <laughs> Cleveland. Oh, no! What? We're gonna get, we're gonna get mail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> we're it's Pittsburgh. We're allowed to hate Cleveland. I know. We're, I it's know. it's our birthright. Cleveland anyway, sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of reasons to hate Cleveland, but anyway, uh, the plane. I had a lot of fun in Cleveland. I've had some fun in Cleveland. I met some but... very nice ladies there you know, like, on a couple of different occasions. But go ahead. The plane carrying Otis Redding and his band crashed at 3:28 p.m. in the icy waters of Lake Manoma near Madison. Redding was killed in the crash along with members from the Bar K's Jimmy King, Ron Caldwell, Fallon Jones, and Carl Cunningham. Trumpet player Ben Cauley was the only person to survive the crash. What a shame. Brutal. This is a weird story. Now, speaking of weird stories, now, like, I had just recently watched uh, a documentary produced by Ahmed Zappa. Ahmed Zappa. Ahmed Zappa um, called. Uh, uh, it was. A, it's all Frank Zappa in his own words. It's just stuff from interviews and stuff. It's very cool. I, I haven't seen it yet, <clears throat> but I was. I've been trying to track it down. It's very cool. Um, and uh, but you know, and Frank, Katie, and I are both big admirers of Frank Zappa. But uh, this is a story about Frank that I didn't know know about. In 1971, playing the first of two nights at London London's Rainbow Theater in England, Frank Zappa was pushed off stage by Trevor Howell, the jealous boyfriend of an audience member. Zappa fell onto the concrete floored orchestra pit. The band thought Zappa had been killed. He suffered fractures, head trauma, injuries to his back, leg, and neck, and what, and, and as well as a crushed larynx. Oh, oh God! Horrible. Uh, which ultimately caused his voice to drop a third uh, after healing. What? Uh, his, yeah, crazy, right? This accident resulted in him using a wheelchair for an extended period, forcing him off the road for over uh, half a year. I had never heard about this incident before, and I read this today. I was like, wow, crazy, huh? Wow, that's crazy. Why don't you tell everybody about, and and this is, a lot of people don't know what CBGB stands for, so so go ahead and tell us about CBGBs. So in 1973, CBGB, otherwise known as Country, Bluegrass, and Blues, opened in the Lower East Side of New York City. 
founded by Hilly Crystal, was originally intended to feature its namesake musical styles, but became a forum for American punk and new wave bands such as Blondie, Television, Patti Smith, and the Ramones, as well as bands like the Talking Heads, um, Johnny Thunders and the Heartbreakers, that kind of stuff. Oh, man, all the all the greatest bands. Yeah. Um, another little bit of trivia that's not in there, but um, if you look at the uh, CBGB logo, C-B-G-B-O-M-F-U-G, do you know what O-M-F-U-G stands for? Can we say it on the podcast? We can, yeah. Okay. Other music for upload. Other music for uplifting gormandizers. Gormandizer? What's a gormandizer? I don't even know. We have to. So you guys go out there and Google gormandizer right now, uh, immediately. I'll Google it while you're doing you this next one. Google it while the next one. 1998, uh, Bruce, Bruce, man, Bruce, won a two million pound court battle to ban the album of ban an album of his early songs the case revolved around <clears throat> dispute over dispute over copyright ownership between bruce and his former manager uh, a lot a lot a lot of times you know managers get their nose stuck in places they shouldn't <clears throat> and uh you know that we end up with conflicts like this so have you found out what that means yet? Yes, it's a verb, and it means to indulge in good eating, eat greedily. Mm. They have food at CBGB's? I did not know that. If they did, I wouldn't want to eat it. <laughs> I was only there once, and it was... Oh, see, I was never there. It's yeah. gone now, but... Um... I didn't get to see a show in there. I just I was in New York, and um, I made my friend take me in so I could look at it, and you know, sat on the stage, and it was pretty cool. You... Yeah, now it's like some, like, it's probably like a smoothie shop or something stupid <laughs> like that. Kind of like the 31st you, you know Street Club. Friend, you know our friend Dave Z, right? Mm-hmm. He played CBGBs. Oh, with, nice. With Jason, Jason Deutsch, yeah. Oh, that's cool. <clears throat> yeah, they got to go. He got to do some cool stuff with Jason. It was cool. Um, all right. You know those guys, maybe some of you guys have heard of <clears throat> the Beatles. <clears throat> you know, can never get through anything uh, here without the Beatles. So go ahead and tell them about the Beatles. In 1998, a recording of a 1963 Beatles concert was sold at auction at Christie's in London for... 25,300 pounds U.S. equivalent of $41,500. The tape of the Beatles' 10-song concert was recorded by the chief technician at the Blah Blah Gamont Theater in Bournemouth during one of six consecutive nights which the Beatles had played. Also sold for £5,195 or $8,500 U.S., was a set of autographs of five Beatles, John Lennon, Paul McCartney, George Harrison, Pete Best, and Stuart oh, Sutcliffe. Stuart Sutcliffe and Pete Best. Who, we forget about those Beatles. Right? The autographs have been obtained by a fan in Liverpool in 1961. Like, I mean, who has that kind of money to spend on this? Yeah, yeah. Holy hell. Yeah, I mean, it's like diehard freaking fans. I know that you are a Rick Danko fan. I am. And I am too. I loved uh, his voice. That's sort of like whimpering kind of like voice crying in the wilderness oh yeah when he would harm when he would harmonize like the band had such great harmonies but they weren't tight harmonies like Crosby Stills and Nash no they were loose you could hear each individual exactly. voice it was beautiful uh, but in 99 1999 Rick Danko died in his sleep at his home near Woodstock New York the Canadian guitarist singer uh, joined the Hawks uh, they backed up Ronnie Hawkins. That's why they were called the Hawks in 1963, who went uh, to work as Bob Dylan's backup band uh, with Robbie Robertson, Richard Manuel, Garth Hudson, renamed the band, who released their 1968 uh, uh, debut music from Big Pink, uh, immediate classic, mm-hmm. featuring the great song, The uh, the Wait. The band released his 1978 concert film documentary, Triple LP soundtrack, The Last Wall. So rest in peace, Rick Danko. 
<clears throat> um, the only thing about the band that was kind of cheesy was they did the last waltz, which is like we're done, and then they released another out. They they like did like albums like in the eighties and stuff. Now Robbie everybody Robertson does was, that though. But Robbie Robertson like had extricated himself from it. At that yeah. Point. But uh, tell us about Queen overtaking the Beatles. The Queen took over overtook some Beatles. In 2005, Queen overtook the Beatles to become the third most successful act of all time. Sales in 2005 showed that Queen had now overtaken the Beatles to make it into third place, spending 1,755 weeks on the British, British singles and album charts. The Beatles slipped to fourth place with 1,749 weeks. Elvis had spent 2,574 weeks on the singles and album charts, making him the number one in the top 100 most successful acts of all time. Sir Cliff Richard remained in second place clinching 1,982 weeks. You know, Cliff Richard is not well that well known. I, I'm like, who? <laughs> yeah, uh, he had a he had a big he had um he had a song in the in like a, in the late 50s, maybe early 60s called Daddy's Home. It was a really big hit. Um, and then like kind of minor stuff and then in the I think in the early 80s he had a song called We Don't Talk Anymore, uh, which was a hit in the 80s. But like not like a big hit, you know. Mm-hmm. It got on. You're too young to remember this. It got on Solid Gold. You remember Solid Gold? I've seen clips yeah. of Solid uh-huh. Gold. And they had the Solid Gold dancers. Yes. So Solid Gold was this show. If you guys don't know, in the '80s, like, see, guys don't understand because like you guys can pop on YouTube and see bands play anytime. But in the '80s, you had to wait for something like, like before MTV and stuff. You had to like wait for something like either Don Kirshner's rock concert. Um, uh, Blue Jean Network, Soundstage, something like that. Midnight to come Special. On, midnight Special to come on to actually see acts perform live. And then sometimes you'd watch cheesy variety shows with a bunch of crap you didn't want to see just to see your favorite band because they might come on this, I don't know, uh, the Donnie and Marie show right. or something like that. You know, so, That was like a thing in the 70s. Everybody got a show. Like. But Solid Gold <laughs> was one of these shows that came on. It was on every Saturday and they would play, they would feature the top acts. And you came on and you pan, they pantomimed and it was really cheesy because even if you were like, like kind of doing something, a song that was kind of serious, they would have these like mega hot drinks with giant boobs and great butts in these uh, gold lame outfits, you know, showing as much skin as I could possibly get away with in 1983 or whatever, dancing to your song, even if it was something like kind of like serious, <laughs> it was just crazy. But you got to see artists perform, like at least, at least Panama. Also, um, um, the Dick Clark um, American Bandstand, the American Bandstand, the bands would get on, they would pantomime. But you could see bands, but it was really hard in the in that era to see bands. I know you love these guys, so why don't you tell us about the the 2007 Led Zeppelin reunion? So Led Zeppelin played their first concert in 19 years at London's O2 Arena as part of the Ahmed Erdogan tribute concert. Jimmy Page, Robert Plant, and John Paul Jones were joined on stage by Jason Bonham, the son of late drummer John Bonham. More than one million people had taken part in the ballot for the 20,000 tickets available for that show, with all proceeds going to Ahmed's own charity. Led Zeppelin performed 16 songs, including two encores. A number of celebrities attended the gig, including Dave Grohl, Jeff Beck, Brian May, David Gilmore, The Edge, Peter Gabriel, Mick Jagger, Kate Moss, Naomi Campbell, Jerry Hall, Priscilla Presley, and Paris Hilton. Wow. And I bet Jagger banged all of them, including some of them. Including... (laughs) I remember watching that like live stream. Like they live streamed that concert 
like it was almost 10 years ago i remember watching it yeah I, and cool. I think that's as close to a Led Zeppelin reunion, guys, as we're going to get. I think it's. I think that's it. I, I don't think that Robert Plant and the, the, those guys have any real interest in revitalizing, especially now. I mean, well, I they're res- really old. You know, now I respect. I respect the hell out of Robert Plant because <clears throat> I've, I've watched him interviewed, and he talks. He's talked about how he doesn't want to do it because he can't sing that same way anymore. You know, he's singing for the voice he has now, not the voice he had 40-some years ago. And he just feels like it's, you know, he's like, let's just leave it be, you know. Let it be. Exactly. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, Robert Plant um, has had different um, uh, uh, lineups of bands, like back him up with his solo material of the years. Mm -hmm. And if you do some Googling, if you do some YouTube searching, you can hear some really interesting remakes of some of the Led Zeppelin material that he covered with um, some of the bands that were right. like backing him up and they are these guys are like killer musicians uh, I got to see Robert Plant live uh, when he was touring I don't remember what what album it was but he had in the band he had Buddy uh, oh, help me out Katie he's a guitar player for uh, Buddy Miller yeah Buddy Miller from Emmy Lou Harris's band. Mm-hmm. Patty. Um, uh, Patty Gr- Griffin. Yeah, Patty Griffin. Like it was, and, and it was really awesome. And um, he, this was so cool, Katie. Pat, like he let them all do some of their own music, and he sang backup for them. Robert Plant. That sang is backup just, for you. Like yeah. I mean, that's just like. And we had we got great tickets. I had great seats. I was like from here to that wall, and the whole time I was just going. This is the guy who sang Stairway to Heaven. This is the guy. <laughs> I was like, I was like, it was amazing. They sounded great, but it was a very more subdued kind of thing, and that's kind of what he does. He yeah. associated in 2000. This is a creepy thing. This is one of those things like, you know, Michelle Obama took some heat when uh, she said, there are certain things that make me ashamed to be an American. And this is one of those things. And like, I typically wouldn't put this in, but like, I feel like it's kind of like, Relevant in 2008, the Associated Press reported that the U.S. military used loud music to create fear, disorient, and prolong capture shock for prisoners at a military detention centers in Guantanamo Bay, Cuba. Among songs blasted for 24 hours a day were "Born in the USA" by Spring. I shit on my laughing. It just it just seems absurd, right? "Hell's Bells" by AC/DC, "White American" by Eminem, the theme from Sesame Street. I mean, I don't have to even hear these songs at loud volumes to like have them annoy me. Yeah. I love you from the Barney and Friends TV show. I mean, like I could, I know that they that the military has technology where they can blast music when they go into battle. Mm-hmm. They blast like metal. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one thing, you know, because that's kind of like today's version of a marching band. Exactly. Know? But this was like just sadistic. Yeah. You know? Um, just like crazy and it's like and I and I can't imagine how I would feel if I was ACDC or Eminem or Barney <laughs> for that matter to find out that my music was used to torture people like that's just bizarre yeah I mean that's and crazy I mean they want people to talk you know they're gonna you get to you get them to that point they're gonna start talking. It may not be the truth. It may not actually anything be. Yeah, anything off. they'll say exactly. So yeah, oh that's God. a whole different discussion. That's but. a different discussion. Um, tell us about oh, this. Is kind of funny. This might maybe as a lady you could like maybe offer some insight on this. I don't know. Go ahead. You call it a lady. And 
In 2009, in an interview with Q Magazine, Paul McCartney was asked if his marriage to Heather Mills what was the... What does Q stand for? Anyways, go ahead. He was asked if his marriage to Heather Mills was the worst mistake of his life. He replied, okay, yeah, I suppose that has to be the prime contender. The divorce settlement had cost McCartney 24 million pounds for all of us in the United States. That's $38.9 million plus annual payments for his daughter, Beatrice. Okay, I can understand you, you got to support your kid. Mm-hmm. This woman did not help him make that 39 million dollars i'm sorry she did not I, I'm mm -hmm. all, I, and man and in a lot of ways i'm a female supremacist i think women in a lot of ways are smarter better should be in charge of things but if, if somebody may if, if reverse it reverse it say it was paula mccartney uh -huh. okay <clears throat> and <clears throat> the, you know you wouldn't in, in the man that she he was she was married to for two years or whatever hey, come on the he they that you know she did not help him earn that no not, maybe Linda yeah absolutely Linda you know they work together and you know they absolutely you know, she would deserve something like that but like you know I have a hard time with with uh, with those but you know <laughs> did you ever see the um, Eddie Murphy uh, stand up comedy movie called Raw. No, I haven't. That's really funny. But he talks about stuff like that. He talks about Johnny Carson's, yeah. um, you know, all his ex-wives. <coughs> I won't get into it here because I can't do Eddie Murphy. Like, <laughs> but it, it's really funny. Um, in 2010, the original handwritten lyrics to Bob Dylan's The Times They Are Changed and sold at a New York auction for $422,500. Now, who has that kind of money? Adam Sender. Uh, do, do, who, ha who has that kind of money? Um, and are you looking for a mistress? <laughs> Just I'm looking for a mistress, but I don't have the kind of money. Uh, Adam <laughs> Sender, a hedge fund manager uh, and art collector, outbid five others placing uh, telephone bids. A song, uh, one of Dylan's most politically charged, was the title track of his 1964 album. All right, um, I'm looking this guy up on Facebook right uh, now. Yeah. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge, say no more, say no more. <laughs> I am. You've watched me. I think that you two would make a very cute couple. I don't even know what he looks like. I just know what his freaking checkbook looks like, apparently. No, there's... Uh, okay, there's way too many people uh, with Katie, that name on here. Katie Simone, uh, a.k.a. Gold Digger. Uh-huh. Talking about that no, gold in them there heels. She ain't, she ain't messing with no broke N-word. Broke, broke, broke. <laughs> get down, girl. Go ahead. Get down. Tell us about... I, I think this guy... This guy had, was a very interesting character... Uh, in the history of music. So in 1910. That's way back, guys. Way, way, way back. I'm not even that old. You sure? <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> in 1910, born on this day, John Hammond, producer A and R scout, worked with Bob Dylan, Bruce Springsteen, Leonard Cohen, George Benson, and Janis Joplin. He died on July 10th, 1987. Uh, I mean, really, he went to the south with a tape machine and found these this music and you know he was like kind of a music music like archivist but he also I mean the this sort of little snippet doesn't really do him justice for what he really did for the preservation of great American music I mean he was very passionate about this and um <clears throat> And really, like, he found Springsteen because he was looking, like, 
the, the, the we need the next Dylan, you know. Mm-hmm. So you know, and 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 these this is a list of who's who. I mean, and uh, rest in peace, Leonard Cohen. We lost recently, yep. um, but uh, very very important guy uh, in in music. In 1926, born on this day was Eddie, aka Guitar Slim Jones, a New Orleans New or- New uh, blues uh, guitar player from the 1940s and 50s, best known for the million selling song "The Things That I The Things That I Used to Do." A song that is listed in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's 500 songs that shaped rock and roll. So that's why we're talking about him. I like this movie. You like Dinosaur Jr.? I thought they were kind of cool. I, I don't really 90s, know a lot yeah. about them, but I mean, you know, I like what I've heard. 65, born on this day, Joseph Matt Mascus? Is that how you say his name? Matt, maybe Matt Mashes? Mashes, guitarist, vocalist uh, from Dinosaur, Dinosaur Jr. And why don't you go ahead? Katie says this is the worst drummer ever, but. Oh, hey, she's got to give the girl. We got to give. We got to give. The, she totally sucks. Yeah, but I, okay. well, see, I love the lights. Yeah, I do I too, but she band. sucks. She's a horrible drummer. Why is she a horrible drummer? She's just like, bam, like her case. Okay, she has no feel. She has no groove. She's no pocket. She's just a basher. She sometimes plays in time. <laughs> anyway, in 1974, born on this day, Meg White, drummer for the White Stripes. I, I like the White Stripes. Don't get me wrong. I like them. It's just, I don't. This is a thing that I hate. About like people like oh yeah f- female greatest female drummers blah, blah, blah. it's like because like it's like give us like like giving us our time you know what I mean like let's give okay. women their moment go Katie tell them and I mean it's just it, you know I mean oh, you know it's the same by you classifying know, when you talk people this way, you get looks it makes me incredibly hot <laughs> shut up no it just it it drives me nuts because you know okay well let's just marginalize you know people by their gender let's marginalize people totally by agree. the color of their skin. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, greatest female drummer. She's, in, in the context of things, if you line her up with the top 10 greatest drummers, if you line her up with, you know, you line her up with Buddy Rich, with John Bonham, with Dave Grohl, with, you know, Carmine Apiece, or, you know, I mean, great players, she doesn't come anywhere near any of them. And besides, if you want to talk about a great female drummer, Karen Carpenter. Ah, the great Karen Carpenter, the great Karen Carpenter. Buddy Rich referred to her as one of his favorite players. Buddy didn't like anybody. No, I know for a fact. <laughs> I uh, I uh, I played in a in a in a big band with um, Don Alico Jr. I don't know if you know who that is, mm-hmm. but uh, Don, one of his first gigs was he got hired in the Buddy Rich band. Oh wow! And he said, "Oh, he says, yeah, he says, <laughs> he, he says everybody was terrified of Buddy because he was just such a like a prick." Yeah. And when you got hired, you had to sit in the front of the bus. Yeah. With Buddy. <laughs> but he did. He hated everybody. He was a he was a uh, a curmudgeon. Yeah, you know. But, uh, but that, so for, I, that's kind of that, for him to say that about Karen Carpenter is a ginormous yeah, uh, compliment. it's a ginormous compliment to her playing, and that really pissed me off because um, uh, am I allowed to say that? But anyway, I just did anyway. Well, earlier <laughs> Can this we year, say piss. Yeah, earlier you can say you're pissed off, but you can't take a piss. No, you can't. Earlier but, this year, but you can say. It took the piss out of me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, earlier this year, uh, Rolling Stone came up with this list of like mm. the greatest drummers of all time, and it was a stupid list. I mean, like it, it really was dumb. But like, who was the number one? Do you remember? <sighs> oh God, who was the number one? I. It wasn't Neil Peart. I don't think it was Neil Peart. I think it was. Um, I feel like it might have been Bonham. I'm not sure. Which I mean, I, I love John Bonham, but like they put Meg White on the list. Karen Carpenter did not make the list. I'm like, why are you you putting her on there just because she's a relevant, you know, somewhat modern female drummer, you know like why? just to get you know it in why? there? You know why? 
Why? They want to sell magazines. Yeah, exactly. That's why. I know. And, and, exactly. And, and they know they'll sell, if Meg White people know they put Karen Carpenter in there, they're not well. You know, it's not really going to add to our. You know, they're doing everything they can to sell magazines. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what the, the we didn't do a uh, topic tonight. Mm-hmm. But the topic I was considering was ten reasons why you cannot trust the news media, mm-hmm. and this is why. Because everything is based on how much we can sell, what our advertisers want. There's no truth. Um, Mm -hmm. And yes, it is Meg White's birthday. And happy birthday. Happy birthday, Meg. Sorry we're talking. She doesn't care. She's not even like playing music anymore. She's like... I think she she married Patty Smith's son. I think popped out a couple kids, and she's just oh, like you know, you know. good for her. Yeah, you good know, for she her. Had her little time, and uh, and I think that uh, uh, I love. But you know, I got to go back to it, man. I think like Icky Thump is one of the most badass riffs. Oh yeah, uh, it's ever, a, you know, they were a f- they were a cool band. Yeah. They really were a cool band. I really, I mean, I I bought White Blood Cells whenever that broke. I was like in middle school. And I thought it was really cool. I'm I still so think really it's really old, cool. Because I think I was like 30. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was it was a cool record. And, I mean, they put out a lot of great albums. I mean, you know, I I, I don't... I'm not that... I'm not that particular. A lot of people are like, oh, well, this, this person sucks. You know, like this, this drummer sucks or this guitar player sucks. I can't listen to that band. I listen to it as a, a whole, you know what I mean? Yeah, like I gotcha. just like an overall piece you and whole. <laughs> But like, you know, I mean I mean there's a lot of bands I like, okay, the drummer might not be that great or the singer might be kinda eh, but like the songs are cool. You know what I mean? And that's how I felt about the white stripes. You know? But I'm still not going to say and that, you know. folks, there you have it. <laughs> Katie Simone. Uh, no, thanks for letting us. I'm glad you chimed in. I've been, like, trying to kick you in the ass to talk a little more. <laughs> and you definitely did, did. Well, I can just talk about the things I don't like. Oh, okay, cool. That's all right. That's good. <laughs> um, speaking of things you don't like, you, may, you might hate this. I don't know. Uh, this is a short little number by a band called Diamonds. And Diamonds is spelled, like, die. Like, you die. D-I-E. Diamonds. Yes. D-I-E-M-O-N-D-S. Are they, are they a girl's best friend? They might be. Okay. I'll you you tell me. I'm going to just go ahead and play this for you, and you check it out. We'll talk about it afterwards, and we'll wrap up. But uh, this is called Ain't That Kind of Girl Diamonds on the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus.
Okay, so that is diamonds. And let's go ahead and give those guys a little uh, little love there. Let people know where you can check them out. Uh, diamonds.net. So you can check them out. And oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's happening back here? Oh, okay. I got to do this. <laughs> this is Diamante. I told Katie like this. Cool lyrics. Yeah. Okay, we gotta watch the lyrics on that. Yeah. Okay, nice, but like, uh, you should check that out. That's Diamante. We're playing a. I have a. Uh, I want to tell you guys about this real quick. If <clears throat> you like the music that we play here, I want you guys to go to Napster and uh, and stream my Lou Lombardi Strange Love hard and heavy blues based rock metal southern metal and heavy groove uh, because a lot of the music that we what we play on the show I just have into my um, feed and you can just check it out and a lot of bands that are similar to that and bands that are a little more popular and not quite as popular and more underground so you could get to discover some cool stuff so if you want to check it out you you have an Appster subscription check it out but uh, right now we're listening to a little bit a little bit a little bit of Diamante in the background uh, guys you've been listening to Ludini Rock and Roll Circus my name is Lou Lombardi aka Ludini and I've got Katie what did you think of Diamonds? I like I like them I thought they were pretty cool yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're not like all female. Yeah, but, like the 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 late the 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 um, the uh, nice Christian young lady who sings for them is uh, <laughs> very talented and uh, praise God. <laughs> she ain't that kind of girl. I don't want to give anybody the wrong impression out there. So what's going on? We got uh, we got Saturday here going on. What do you got going on, coming up this week? Anything good? Uh, what's today's day? The tenth. Yes. I don't have anything tonight. What? Nope. I'm off. I'm go that means you and I can get totally screwed up. I was going to say, I think I'm going to a Christmas party and I'm going to get drunk. I think that's what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the plan for tonight. Either that or I'm just going to go to bed. <laughs> I mean, are they going to get drunk or I'm going to just go to bed? I, it's it, There's nothing in between. It's going to be one or the other. How's the love life? Stop it. <laughs> that good, huh? Katie is like one of the like most beautiful women like I know. Shut up! It's like unbelievable. Stop it! That's what happens with really <laughs> hot chicks. Like they they have all kind of issues with their love life. So guys, if you're out there and you're single, shut you know, up! Oh my god! Send me a quick email. I'll hook you up. Shut up! I told you, <laughs> stop it! Stop! I love this woman. She's like a sister from another mister. Uh huh. Anyways, guys, you listen. I have a bunch of cats. If that's anything, <laughs> any indication. She gonna, are you like already being like preparing yourself to be the crazy cat lady? Oh my god, it's like it's the role I was born to play <laughs> rock and roll cat lady. Oh, that's nice, sweet, sweet. Anyways, guys, uh, Ludini Rock and Roll Circus.com is a website. Check it out. Uh, we do, a, I do a lot of interviews um, with a wide variety of artists, and I just warn you that the music that we play. On the podcast isn't necessarily representative of the interviews I do. I I have publicists sending me artists, and I try to because I'm a believer that like if it's independent and it's really good, like somebody's gonna like it. And you guys who are, follow me uh, on the music podcast may be like you know like the more rock and roll type stuff, but if you go like no, I can deal with some like I'm interested in some country or or some uh, folk or uh, some world beach or whatever you you know you you might want to you might enjoy. Um, some of the interviews that we do. So you want to check that out. It's Ludini Rock and Roll Circus.com is the website. One more shout out to my sponsor, Positively Pittsburgh Live Magazine. That is pplmag.com. 
and uh, give those guys a lot of love because they've been with us for a couple of years. And really, you know, the fact that we're getting five and six hundred uh, downloads uh, on, on each one of these uh, podcasts is really because. <clears throat> my friend Joanne Quinsmith, who runs this website, is uh, done such a great job of you know getting people uh, you know uh, 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 you know to, to check it out and to be into it. And we are the only uh, music podcast on the site, so uh, we're really excited about that. So, uh, positively Pittsburgh Live Magazine, pplmag.com. Katie, anything else you want to add before we get out of here? Um. Uh, Merry Almost Christmas, everybody. Merry Almost Christmas. Yep. <laughs> What's uh, if you could request? If you could get one Christmas present this year, what would it be? Health insurance. <laughs> okay. On that note, <laughs> you guys have a great uh, uh, rest of the day. We are Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Ludini Rock and Roll Circus dot com. Oh, keep your website real quick. Oh, I haven't updated in a while. Damn it. <laughs> it's uh, katiesimonemusic.com. Don't go there right now, though, because I haven't updated it. So. Well, maybe by the time they hear this, it'll be updated. So, uh, maybe, so if, I, if I can remember. So check it out. <laughs> Guys, thanks so much for listening. We will catch you on the next Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. 
So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.